If you are expecting or you have a new little one, then we want to make sure that you have that car seat installed correctly. And you know what? Practicing with a baby doll, getting that baby in and out of those car seats, especially for you expectant parents, is such a huge relief. I mean, sometimes the neighbors will kind of wonder what you're doing, (laughs) but (laughs) it is so worth it. Like, get the car seat installed. Who likes the fire department? I don't know if you've seen the inside of your fire department lately, or if you've gone and greeted the firemen there. The fire department oftentimes has some car seat installation experts, and sometimes some of the local baby stores will have that. But the five-point restraints are no joke, especially when you have a new baby or even a kid that, you know, wiggles and moves. It's not the easiest thing to do. And we want to make sure that that car seat base is installed correctly. So fire departments, you can always check online in your local area for those car seat safety installation sites. There are several listed online, so make sure you check that out. But some of the basics is making sure that those straps, you should have to loosen and tighten those straps every time you get your little one in and out of that car seat. Well, and you should not be able to put more than two finger widths in between the straps and their chest right there at the nipple line. So we want it to be pretty snug and we don't want the safety clip that's at their nipple line to be too close to their chin so that, you know, it's cutting off their ability to breathe when their little head is in a forward position. You're not able to get more than two finger widths in between that strap and their chest. And those are some things that you can do to make sure that you have it installed properly, as well as going to take a visit to some of these really great resources that'll help make sure that you have it exactly right. Now, if you're not a follow the directions kind of person, and you love figuring it out for yourself, it may take a while. It's like putting together a crib. It takes some engineering savvy to get all these things done just right and tight in the right places. So we recommend just having some experts help you out with that. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms on Call. They have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they're sharing their experiences as nurses, business owners, and moms with you, completely unfiltered. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hey, Jennifer. Yes? Do you know that our life was full of crazy days? I do. <laughs> I have a accurate recollection of having multiple children. And actually one time you and I went to Disney World with 11 kids on the day they closed the park because it was filled to capacity. We didn't wait in line. We had it down to a science. And I mean, there was 11 of us. It was just absolutely wild. And I attribute a lot of that to the planning we did ahead of time. We knew how things were going to go down. It helped us enjoy it better. But that works in the every day. Let's talk about this 
routine. This is what we are all about, giving you the freedom to enjoy life because you're pre-planned with some elements that stay the same for the most part every day. Right. And we always talk about with our routines and the moms on call routines have crazy day tips. We have times that, hey, put the train back on the track because the train's going to fall off the track on occasion. And with moms on call, we always talk about the routines not being so strict that you can't live. We just don't want them all over the place that nobody knows what to expect, right? We want to make sure that we have some expectation of how the day is going to go down. And we want to make sure that we can put the train back on the track at certain places and points in the day. And it's interesting, yeah, that you mentioned the train because I'm going to regret saying this. I am sure of it. But that is how we got through Disney without having to wait in line because we got on the train at the front and took it to the... Don't tell everybody the secret. Oh, dang. We took it to the back of the park. And we went from the back to the front while everybody else was going from the front to the back. When you grow up going to Disney World, these are the things that you learn. It was brilliant, but nobody heard that. Don't use that tip, especially (laughs) when I'm there. You're welcome. Routines are important because I think that the way they tell time, the younger they are, the way they tell time is by doing the same things at the same time every day within reason. But As you add more kids, then that flexibility has to come into play. You have to be able to be flexible. You have to be able to kind of roll with the flow. And you have to know that, you know what, some days kids have to go to doctor's appointments. You got to go drop off the kid at soccer practice. You got to pick back up dinners in the crock pot. The nap's going to be in the car seat because we're on the go and then in the stroller. And, you know, I mean, you've got all of these things that always come into play as we have more kids or we have daycare and work and life changes. And, you know, Moms on Call really tries to meet you there because we were there with our own kids. Oh, yeah. Well, and there's something else that we have. A 24-hour clock an inner 24-hour clock. And it's just unbelievable how early this shows up. It really helps babies to navigate life outside the womb. And we've just witnessed it be such an integral part of understanding days and times. And we at Moms on Call, you know, we have certain wake-up times at the different schedules. And those babies will wake up at that time. And, you know, if we were like a interviewer <laughs> on the news, we're like, okay, two-month-old baby, what time is it? They wouldn't say, hey, it's seven o'clock. I know how to tell time. But their body would wake up at seven o'clock. You would know because it's this really amazing thing about how our bodies are designed. And that's how we came up with the schedules. We witnessed all of these different babies and kids, not just our own, but thousands of others. And we mapped out what the natural kind of rhythm of that was. And so we gave the right-hand line and the left-hand line. Do you remember we were at that conference and we were just rolling because the guy up there was like, or it was the woman, the woman neurologist. And she was like, you know, the time that you get up in the morning directly impacts those nighttime hormones. And I was like, yes, it all makes sense. It all (laughs) makes sense because, you know, 
again, they can't tell time, but, and that's for all of us. We all should probably do a much better job of getting up at about the same time every day and going to bed at about the same time every day. Because again, even for those of us that tell time, our body does that naturally. And so by getting up in the morning and being intentional with getting up in the morning, your brain knows that it's going to start to produce those nighttime hormones for 12 to 13 hours later for kids, a little bit later for adults. But that's how your body tells time. And I think that's so important, that get up time in the morning. Well, and even, you know, the nap time's happening as much as you can be in control of it around the same time each day. We map those out according to, you know, the real natural rhythms. And you can't get to it every day. We built crazy day guidelines into every one of our routines. So just in case, you know, you didn't hit these primary markers in every day, how could we still get the most out of that night of sleep? So we put that in there because we're moms and because we had so many kids and because we had so many crazy days and we never want anybody to feel like a failure. Like they have a checklist and if they don't need it, you know, that is a reflection of how good they are of a parent. Not at all. Just be adaptable. Parenting is really not about perfection as much as it is just about adaptability. Like you're going to learn things. And, you know, so don't use those schedules to beat yourself over the head. Just use them as a great guideline and foundation so that really you can vary because reality happens, because life happens. If you live here in our area or anywhere in the metro Atlanta area, it could take you between 45 minutes to two and a half hours (laughs) to get across town, quote unquote, anywhere. So we are acutely aware of some of the very natural delays (laughs) of life. And so, you know, we just give you guidelines to be able to do that. We hope that that gives you extraordinary freedom and predictability so that if you are working from home, which many are these days, you are able to do that more predictably. You're able to do the things that just life requires in the household. And I love it. I love my clients. One of my clients just had her fifth kid. Oh my gosh. And I love how we've been able to connect and have a consult for every one of these kids and to watch them all grow up and participate in this, you know, cycle of life that they have and in the rhythm of life that they have, it is just extraordinary. And I love that because, you know, as we add more kids, it does get a little more wonky, so to speak, from day to day because kids have activities and, you know, just dinner may not be at the same exact time every day. But if we can try to hit some of those key components. So we talked about that morning time. That's one of those very intentional moments. Supper time is another very intentional moment, whether we're nursing or doing bottles, we try to kind of hit that evening time, feed time, because that sets us up for that bedtime routine, Jennifer. And can we talk a little bit about that bedtime routine? Because even if the day is crazy, even if our kids are in daycare and daycare didn't do anything that we asked them <laughs> to do because they're on their own routine, but we pick up with the routine when we get our kids. And then that bedtime routine, which is so, so important. And when I go into my in-home consults, 
And I'm talking about this bedtime routine. And that's that routine that starts with bath and goes all the way through until we shut the door and, and get out of their room. That time of the evening is such a critical point. And that's one of my favorite parts of my in-home consults is saying, you know what, put everything else aside. And I want you to, to look me in the face when I tell you this. This is the most important time in your home. Because as our kids get older, that's where their hearts are open to instruction. So talk to us a little bit about what you've seen with your clients as they've navigated, you know, yes, we got to start that bedtime routine. And as a newborn, that kind of looks different, right? Tender time might be all of 2.3 seconds because they're ready to eat. It might not be so tender for a season. It might be chaotic. <laughs> You know, when we do get to that tender point and we've set up some really good habits and, and set this time apart, this is another very intentional time in the home. Not that every day's got to be that way, but we're going to try and be real intentional. Talk to us a little bit about what that looks like with your, say, toddler kids and toddler clients and families. <laughs> oh, I had the most amazing family. So I went in. First of all, they were both fitness experts and tall. And I'm like five foot three and a quarter. You know, it's just a little me tootled in there. And they had these amazing singing voices. They had memorized these Disney songs. And it was the best thing to get to be a part of. They would all hold hands together, like sing a song and hear their kids go, daddy, sing, sing a song. It was so, so sweet. And then they crawled up in the bed, read a book, said their prayers and put the kids to bed, closed the door. And it was just really, really beautiful to watch. So we just like to make that moment your own, but it's really, like you said, intentional. We call it tender time. <laughs> And it's really intentional and it really is a reflection of who you are, the things that you do in, you know, the toddler times. Now with my twins, I remember just praying to God, like, can we just get through two books without them trying to like eat it or throw it at each other? Because <laughs> they were both movement kids and just, but to this day and even up through middle school, like we would meet what we call between awake and asleep. And that's the time where we connected what is that from? It's from this movie with um, Robin Williams, and it was called Hook, and it's the story of Peter Pan. Oh, Julia Roberts. Yes, and Julia Roberts played um, Tinkerbell, and, you know, he kind of tells Tinkerbell, I'm sorry, but I love Wendy Myra Angela Darling, and she said, between awake and asleep, Peter Pan, that's where I'll be waiting for you. Because oh. she had just shown up in this beautiful blue gown. And, you know, she was just hoping for the heart of Peter Pan in this particular rendition of the story. But also because God walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. Like there are times that we just set aside and uh, we call that between awake and asleep, that our, our kids, our hearts are open for instruction. They are open for connection. And so we want to utilize those times to really be able to put something great in there. We have a couple of things that we go through, the three household rules and something they did great and something we're working on. So at Moms on Call, we recommend every night after you get done with your books, you set a foundation that everybody can understand so that we know how life works inside your house. And one of the recommendations that we had in our three household rules are obey mommy and daddy or obey mommy or whatever it is that the structure of your house looks like. And 
do not hurt yourself and do not hurt others. And we'll add on to the end to give them a sense of identity because we're walkers and walkers are good to people. And every night we just say the same thing, obey daddy and mommy, don't hurt yourself and don't hurt others because we're walkers and walkers are good to people. And we say we're walkers and walkers are good to people, but that can also reflect who you are. And we're just a silly, wonderful people. You know, we care about others, whatever it is that gives your family identity, put that there and let those kids identify with you and your household. And then we talk about something that they did great. You know, so helpful when you went and got that diaper bag, when I was changing your little brother, you did that so quick and brought it right back. Baby, that's awesome. And that just pries the heart open just a little bit more. And then you can talk on the the one thing that you're working on together. And you know what else? You're going to sleep all night in this big kid bed and you're going to be great at that. I love you. I believe in you. And I'll see you when the sun comes up. If you are on Instagram, we have an account there. It is at Moms on Call. We share a lot of parenting information, a lot of tips, a lot of videos, and we also check the messages in there to find questions to include on the Moms on Call podcast. If you are on Instagram and you have a parenting question, send us a message. Before we record every episode of this podcast, we have a look at our messages. And some of those questions make it on this show. Hi, moms. My name is Kayla, and I have three children under the age of six years old. And what I want to know is my two youngest are Irish twins. They are 11 months apart, and neither one of them will sleep all night in their room. We just moved them from our bed. We did do co-sleeping. We just moved them from our bed to their own beds about six weeks ago. And we generally make it about until 11 or 12. Um, I need to know the best way to keep them in their rooms, in their beds, and out of mine. Thank you so much. Well, of course, according to their age, we have those specific things that we can do for each age group to get them in their own room. And one of the biggest things, especially if they can get out of their bed, is to make sure that room is childproof. Let's get them onto the right routine. A great sound machine will help as well, and your confidence is contagious. So begin to speak that truth into them that they can sleep all night in their room, in their bed. Well, and you send consistent messages. So yes, we want a door that locks from the hallway side, and we want them in a non-optional sleep environment. That's just the way you do it. Right. And, you know, people sometimes get horrified about that. But the truth is, you know, we put them in a crib and the crib had bars. Look, this room just limits access to the house like the crib used to limit access to the room. It's a safety element. We don't want them getting up in the middle of the night and getting in trouble. Shoot, I had three boys. (laughs) Man, they would have burned my house down. Exactly. Right. So there's all kinds of dangers there. And uh, so the first thing, like Laura said, we're going to keep them safe. And then we speak into that safety. Every night, right before bed, we meet them between awake and asleep, and we tell them what they're capable of, and then we back that up with our actions. And the great thing is, here at Moms on Call, we've written that out. We have mapped it out in a how-to. It's not 300 pages. It's probably like, what, Laura, eight pages, three, yeah, (laughs) of the how-to. And so it can walk you through for that age Everything that you need to know from the temperature of the room to the timing of the schedules. These kids learn by repetition and routine. And so we're going to back that up. When they're sleeping great and you guys are sleeping great, then we can absolutely have the best time during the day. 
Hi, Moms on Call. I have a question about my two-year-old daughter. She's always been a great sleeper, but lately we are dealing with chronic ear infections that are causing really big sleep issues. Um, What tips do you have for navigating these type scenarios? I want to do, obviously, anything I can to comfort her when she's not feeling well, but I also don't want to ruin the good sleep habits that we've worked so hard on. Thanks. We get asked this question a lot, and ear infections are very specific because they don't always have symptoms. So they don't have to have a fever to have an ear infection. Like, you don't know. Are they teething? They have an ear infection. They have a bad day. The only way to know is to look in there. Are they just grouchy? Right. Bravo to you for (laughs) knowing and getting them into the doctor and letting them look in there knowing what's going on. Now that we know what's going on, we know that that flat position can sometimes be uncomfortable in the first day or two if they're giving antibiotics and, you know, while it's kind of kicking in at the beginning. So, yes, we don't quote unquote sleep train while kids are legitimately sick and an ear infection and the discomfort that's associated with that, especially in the first two to three days of the start of antibiotics would be considered a legitimate illness for which you are going to go in. And then and we you are just have to go them. into survival mode at that point. Yeah. And we do what we have to do to kind of get through those, those few days, but we can still keep a few things in place. Mm-hmm. The routine, that incons- consistent evening routine, the sound machine, whatever those things, that that evening routine that you've had in place, keep that in place regardless. In the middle of the night is when we'll have those issues. And, and once we know that they're not sick, then we can begin to, to get back onto those good habits. And I love that you brought up that noise machine. It needs to be an adult noise machine, the white noise machine that needs to be loud enough for it to be effective. So take a look at the website. Our favorite is the Electrofan. It is so great. High it has quality. a couple of sound choices, but keep that up nice and loud and you will be amazed at how much that really helps support the other things you're doing, like the consistency and the routine. And, you know, we're going to make it through this. As a new parent, there is one thing that you will experience, and that is nasal congestion. It may be what we call newborn congestion those first few weeks, or those pesky colds that make eating and sleeping difficult. Picture having to hold their arms, legs, head all at the same time while trying to suction out a small nostril. It can feel as if you have been wrestling an alligator. Well, Dr. Stephen Gowdy, a pediatric ear, nose, and throat physician, created the NoseBot to help. The NoseBot is a portable, rechargeable electric nasal aspirator with hospital grade suction. And the great news is no more manual suctioning is needed. Go to www.drknowsbest.com and use offer code MOMSONCALL for $25 off the NoseBot nasal aspirator. That's www.drknowsbest.com with offer code MOMSONCALL. Always consult your healthcare provider concerning when and how often nasal aspiration should be used. Mom's on call and our sponsor, Bobby Infant Formula. We are going to celebrate the feeding journey, no matter what that looks like for each individual family, but also to keep you from having to purchase 
black market infant formula. Yes, you heard that. It's a thing. The folks at Bobby, they have really worked hard to give you access to an infant formula that's modeled after EU nutritional guidelines while also meeting all FDA requirements for infant formula. If you'd like to try a box, they're offering a 25% discount when you use code MOMSONCALL25 at highbobby.com. So go take a look at that and let's see what good things we can do together. If your specific issue wasn't addressed in this question and answer segment, you might be able to find the answer on our website, momsoncall.com. We're also on Facebook and on Instagram. And if you are still at a loss, you can leave us a message with your specific question. We might get to it in an upcoming episode of the show. Our phone number, 888-234-7979. The good stuff is how we end every single episode of our show. We want to leave you with something that makes you feel good in your heart and soul and puts a smile on your face. So we look for stories that are going to do just that. We call it the good stuff. Okay, Laura, so I'm going to tell you a story. When we had my first son, Grayson, baptized and dedicated at our church, my whole family came and I don't know if you're listening, if you've ever seen the pictures of us, but we are a round-faced people, me and my family. Very round-faced, chubby-cheeked people. And all of us are. Anyway, so we were standing facing the pastor, and we were holding Grayson, and he said a prayer. We all turned around, and literally people kind of chuckled because there was just this chubby-faced baby (laughs) with this, you know, we, we just all looked like we belonged. We just have these round heads and these chubby cheeks, and it was just so funny. But one of the things that was really challenging was finding baby clothes that were the right size for him that could fit over his head and over these cheeks. And oh my goodness, these cheeks got squeezed on the regular just because they were so, so cute, but was really hard to dress. So today we're going to talk about some of the good things and good ideas that people came up with to solve these problems. And you and I talked to some of the folks over at Carter's the other day, and they made the opening bigger when they were talking about this. Wasn't that amazing how they solved that problem? Yes. And man, and that helps going over those big old round heads. And also it helps to kind of go down on those body suits to take them off down their bodies so that you're not getting poop up their faces. (laughs) So we love those stretchable wide, wide necks. And, And one of the other things was, you know, we each had preemies. We brought home preemie babies. And there's not a lot of clothes that would fit those little ones. But when they were in the NICU, especially my twins were a little bit over 31 weekers and they had all these tubes and wires hanging out. And Carter's made these outfits that would accommodate all of those wires and tubes. And even when they go home and some kids are have feeding tubes and they really put some thought into those outfits because you it's know the what? problem it's solving and the people who have the access to be able to bring that universally into our households. So we would just like to say how much we appreciate 
the ideas that go into solving these problems that so many of us experience from figuring out how to match up the snaps on the onesie, which we always got those snaps off. And, you know, instead installing a zipper, it's nice and quiet and it's so much easier to get them in, especially the footed pajamas. So, you know, all of the thought that went into that. And you may be sitting at home listening to this right now, and you have a fantastic and fabulous problem-solving idea. And so the next great idea that would help families just like yours may be your idea. Laura and I, when we first started Moms on Call, had no idea how this was going to turn out, where it was going to take us. We are amazed and grateful every day to hear that this has had an impact on families. And so we just want to encourage you today. There's so many ways that we can continue to solve the problems that we all face. The funny ones of just getting a onesie over the face of a chubby-cheeked kid to having those onesies in a nursery at a hospital that gives you access to the healthcare that you need. All of these wonderful things may be living inside of you somewhere. So work on those, take that time, follow those things and those problems to their completion because we need you. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. Please visit MomsOnCall.com for more resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive this amazing parenting journey. The number one way that people find out about new podcasts is word of mouth, just like Moms on Call. And your endorsement of this show is so important. Please tell all of your friends about this show if you think something in here would be helpful or bring a smile to their face. Also, please leave us a five-star review if you listen on Apple Podcast. And if you're so inclined, write a short paragraph about what you like about us. Thanks in advance, and we appreciate you for listening to the Mom Song Call podcast.